Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys, our great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women who are taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville over, or Brupolo over in Tupelo. be weird if Brupolo was in Sumrall. Yes, it would. Some brew? Yeah, it didn't work. It doesn't work. You know, last few de- last few shows we've had the stuff that you've mentioned have, have been. I've gotten some, pretty good. Sumrall, not so much today. No, that's okay. Fine people though down there in Sumrall. Uh, I always had a good baseball program. Yes, they have. Yeah. Uh, anyway, wherever you are in our state, be it Sumrall or some none, you could be enjoying Strange Brew Coffee. All you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order for shipping. Whatever kind of coffee machines on your counter, they've got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com including the super awesome and always popular K-Cups. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find maroon and white merchandise you can't find just anywhere else. You can only find it at College Corner because they have the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. Father's Day is a priority, gentlemen. Make sure you're getting the gear that you want. Don't take chances. My wife took chances this past Mother's Day. She's like, oh, just let the kids pick something out. And uh-uh. yeah, She got two coffee mugs and a blanket. Nope. Like, why? She, by the way, she already has like ten coffee mugs. My wife is okay with my three-year-old daughter helping me pick her yeah. birthday present. Like, no. That's... You, get, she, you come along, but, yeah. you know, don't do that. Guys, make it clear what you want from the jump. You want maroon and white merchandise. You want new MSU stuff. You want it from College Corner. Humble Taco. Let's see, today is uh, Tuesday, right? You know what that means. It means it's Taco Tuesday. And if you want tacos that you can't get anywhere else, and I do mean anywhere, then you got to go to Humble Taco. They take your favorite southern dishes and turn them into tacos. I mean, that's... We always like to make jokes about million-dollar ideas. That was one that was just sitting there for anybody. Hey, what if we took catfish and shrimp and and hot hot fried chicken and, and, and smoked pork and turned them into tacos? Why didn't we think of this, Robbie? We could have been millionaires. It would have been nice. Oh, well. We're, I guess always, we'll, we're late to the party. We'll just have to settle for eating at Humble Taco, which I'm more than happy to do. So, next time you're in town, you want something different, you want something delicious, you head to Humble Taco and get tacos like you can't get anywhere else. Looking for a great idea for lunch today? Why not Firehouse Subs? Download the free Firehouse Subs app. By the way, today, on the Firehouse Subs Twitter feed, I don't know if they were trying to make a joke or not, but if you're... It was DA Day. If your first two uh, letters of your name were DA, you got a buy one, get one free sub. So you got a buy one, get one free sub. <laughs> I see what you're trying to say there. Those are not, unfortunately, that is not my legal name. 
What? Why DA? I don't know. It's kind of a random. I don't know, man. They, they were doing stuff all like this weekend. It was like if your name was Chandra, Jessica, or or something else, you got to buy one get one free. So, well, I mean, it's just I'm telling you, they're just random. You should follow them on Twitter because you never know. There might be your lucky day. You look on there tomorrow, Robbie, and it's like, hey, it's Robbie Day at Firehouse Sub. Free sub for Robbie's. I mean, there I'm on go. board with that. And then any other time you want to order, just place your order online with the app. It's ready within minutes. You take it home, you eat, you're all good, and you've piled up reward points to get free subs on your next order. Locations in Startville and Columbus, Oxford and Tupelo, Flow and Madison, that's Firehouse Subs. We'll start with some football today. We're going to talk baseball in the second part of the show and where Robbie Falk uh, attempted to, you know, scare everybody. I didn't scare anybody. With, you scared them with the truth. Which is, of course, the best way to scare people. It's not that scary. We'll talk about that in the second half of the show. We're going to talk running backs here. The forgotten men, sort of, of the uh, the air raid offense. Now, we talked last week about receivers, and we, we pointed out that Jaquavius Marks, likely to be the all-time leading receiver in Mississippi State history <laughs> by the middle of this season. With that, a with a three point six yard per catch, you got me now. You got me curious. Four point no, it's higher. Four point five last year, six yards a catch last year. So really, around five yards a catch. Well, that's not too bad. Let me see if I can do the math here. He's got a career hundred and forty three catches for five hundred. <laughs> How many catches did I say? One hundred forty three. One hundred forty two yeah. catches. <laughs> I, mean, I can't. I can barely bring myself to say this. Uh, 770 yards. Creeping up on 1,000. I mean, that's... This year, he will eclipse 1,000 receiving yards in his career. If that was a running back, if those were, run, if those were rushing yards, great. Yeah. As a running receiver. Which, it, it might as well be. I mean, it let's be honest. It kind of is what it is, right? And I mean, you look, if you go back and look at last year, how many of those little toss sweeps or passes? Yeah. A lot. Yeah. A lot of them turned into receptions. Dylan Johnson, just as good. Last year, 65 catches for 422 yards. But the most important thing for Mississippi State last year was this. In 2020, they averaged 43.9 yards per game on the ground. Last year, 63.2 yards per game. A 20, mm-hmm. Basically a 20-yard you know, game difference. And we mentioned that before the season. Like, that has to go up. Right. And it doesn't have to be 100 yards a game. Correct. But, you know, 80, 80 75. 80 was sort of the target line. I didn't. I thought they would be doing good to get to sixty in year two, but now I'm willing to say this: that when you bring back what you bring back on the offensive line, in terms of the interior especially, I think State can get to eighty this year. And if they're averaging eighty yards a game rushing, I think I mean I think they're going to average more yards per game passing. Yeah, I mean just a little it, it bit changes maybe, the dynamic of the offense if you're able to do that. Yeah, and if you look back at State's two best games offensively last year. Kentucky, Auburn. Those were two games where Mississippi State was able to run the ball successfully. Uh, the Auburn game, or the Kentucky game, was quite possibly the most balanced game of, the, of Mike Leach's coaching career. I think State, I think it was 39 to 35, something like that, running the ball, or, kept, received, or passing to running. And then in the Auburn game, State and Will had, Rogers had one of the most efficient games ever in the SEC. Correct. Um, and then against Auburn, uh, Dylan Johnson ran the ball by himself for what state averaged per year. The average he had eight uh, eight carries for sixty two yards. LSU game was good too, if I remember correctly. 
LSU, yeah, State ran the ball 21 times for 97 yards. Yeah. And obviously they had a chance to win that game. Um, if State's running I, the ball 20 times and around 100 yards, they're going to have a chance to oh, win. Oh, they're going to be one of the best offenses in the country yeah. if that happens. I thought their worst offensive game of the year, especially in the regular season, was the Ole Miss game. And I always go back to that game in that Ole Miss was kind of conceding the run to Mississippi State. They, they had their defensive ends out so wide because they knew Scott Lashley could not handle Sam Williams coming off that edge. And to their credit, they dominated that, that matchup. But State did nothing to take it away from them. State could have easily – I mean, there was a huge gap between the nose guard and the defensive end. Basically, the, 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 the two the, – the guard and the tackle were almost uncovered. They could have run the football there. And they just they chose not to. Thirteen carries total in that game for for Johnson and Marks. And this is where you've got to the you know Will Rogers and Leach too. They've got to do a better job of seeing whatever defense that they see and adjusting. Mm-hmm. If if you see a team that's not going to, uh, you know, put four down linemen in there, you know, sneak a linebacker in one of the gaps and try to stop the run, and you have plenty of grass ahead of you to run it, you just need to do it. Yeah. It's the same thing like if Will Rogers has everybody covered and there's 15 yards of grass, just tuck it and run. I mean, that, that's 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 an area where Mississippi State needs to improve, I think, this year. They've got to see a defense. If they're just going to give you free yards, take those yards. Yeah. You don't have to be settled in of a game plan. You don't have to you know have a script and say, we're going to pass the ball eight right. times in the opening drive. Right. If, if the defense is going to give it to you, just take off and run. I agree 100% with you. I think that Mississippi State, I think the other thing to consider is Marks and Johnson are, are good athletes. They're good running backs. And it just behooves Mississippi State to get the ball into their hands more. I, I've i said it before, and, and I, I've been saying it for like the last decade, basically, about two back sets, that I wanted to see more of Ballard and Perkins together. Yeah. I wanted to see more of Aris Williams and Kylan Hill together. I would like to see more of Johnson and, and Marks together. I don't know that I'm going to, uh, but but I would like to see it. Um, but these two guys, I'm not going to say they're the key to Mississippi State season because when you're talking about an air raid system, obviously what Will Rogers does is paramount to everything else. But and it sort of goes back to what I've been saying for, you know, that I think this team is going to be improved. Right? They improved offensively from 20 to 21. In every statistical category, if they do that again, you know, and, and like I said, Rogers forty-seven thirty-nine last year. I mean, what am I talking about this year? Forty-nine hundred, maybe five thousand, maybe five thousand. So not a huge jump, but a jump nonetheless. They can make a jump in the rushing game, and it and it be a significant jump. Well, for that's the what offense. I'm going to say here is is if he goes from three seventy-eight a game. Oh well, yeah, I'm sorry, Lovertich had ninety yards. So he had 364 yards per game. If he goes up to 385, that's 21 yards, right? And then if you get another 20 yards per game running the ball, 41 yards of total offense is a field goal most games. It's another three points per game. Yeah. And what you feel good about with Massimo Biscardi yes. kicking the but, – but if your defense forces a turnover, 41 yards is probably a touchdown. Yeah. You know, it, you have to take into account how key every yard is. 41 yards per game is a lot of yards. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like that's that's doable for Mississippi State. I feel like 
Marks is going to have a bigger role this year than he's had even the past two years. I think Johnson is just steady, but I think Leach likes Marks better. I think Marks is a little bit more explosive, but it's good that Johnson is also he's got some big playability. But you've seen some flashes from Marks where it's like he can yeah. take he can take some big plays. I'm still waiting on, and I know it's going to happen eventually that he's going to take a dump off out of the flat and go 50, 60 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. That's one thing they've been missing with him. You know, Dylan Johnson is a little bit better shedding defenders mm-hmm. and breaking tackles, but both those guys just take an absolute beating. I mean, Dylan Johnson was... But it was better last year. Yeah, but he he was beat up all year. He was. And he, I mean, give that dude, you know, an, an A for effort for what he was able to do to fight through. I think he had a hip injury. You know, Marks was hurt as well, and those guys just battled through it. I mean, they were... They were state security blanket. They're Will Rogers security mm-hmm. blanket. You know, when when everybody's covered up, that Talk guy's up. right there and, and is going to get you completion and positive yards more than likely. But again, we're talking about incremental improvements, right? The year before, in 2020, Marks averaged 4.5 yards per catch. Dylan Johnson averaged 4.4. Last year, Marks averaged 6 yards a catch. Dylan Johnson averages 6.5. Again, if these were running plays... And we were talking about a, a running back taking yards per carry from four four and a half to six and a half. That's a huge jump. Yeah. We don't take it into account as much because it's the passing game. And you're like, oh my gosh, they're only getting six yards per reception. Again, on but almost six, every single pass to those guys is behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage. On 83 catches, two yards is 160 yards for the season. I mean, that's a touchdown. Dr- that's probably two touchdown drives. I don't know why I'm so I'm, I'm, I'm micro analyzing these numbers the way I am, but when you really look at it, that's 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 the way to go about it. I think. Yeah. So, Marks, I think this year, yeah, you know, he was j- both of these guys last year just shy of a thousand all purpose. Uh, Johnson would have been sitting on, uh, like nine hundred and twenty three yards, something like that, nine hundred thirteen yards. Marks. Uh, about to say 930, if I'm doing this right, 936. I think they both eclipse 1,000 all-purpose yards this year. Maybe closer that, to 1,100. And that shoots a hole in the argument that the running backs don't matter in the air raid. Right. I mean, they they get those guys the ball, and those guys have opportunities. Yeah, I mean, Marks had 106 carries and eight, I'm sorry, 100, yeah, 106 carries and 83 catches. So 189 touches total. I mean, Johnson has 89 and 65, so that's uh, for carry the 154 catch. So basically, between them, 350 touches. I mean, only LaQuinston Sharp and Will Rogers are touching the ball more than those guys. And if you think about it in terms of a regular running offense, or with let's like, think about Mullen, right? Never really featured a second back, right? Always had his main guy, and then he had a second guy, you know, with Perkins, uh, you know, with Holloway, and and, and uh, with Josh Robinson. Always had a second guy, but if you carry, if you, if I go back and, and add up carries, I, I'd be willing to guarantee. I'm, 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 I could be wrong, but I'd almost be willing to guarantee that in terms of touches, the running backs aren't touching the ball any less now than they were before. Yeah, it all adds up. I mean, they they get them the ball, and they I make myself look here. But go ahead. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, it's just putting them in more advantageous possibilities out there. Um, you know opportunities where they don't have a dude right in their face. Something they did better than better with that last year than they did the year before. Yeah, just getting the ball in space, allowing them an opportunity to get some positive momentum down the field and not just get popped right when they catch the ball. Because that was really kind of the the big concern 
All right. So looking at I'm looking at 17. Last year Mullen was here, right? Williams had 236 carries. Kylan Hill had 78. Not really going to worry about Nick Gibson and Dontavian Lee. So that between them there, that's what that's like 314 carries, and then they had another 20 catches combined. So yeah, the running backs are getting the ball in about the same amount of 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 production. It's just about getting them more in space this year. I think as Will Rogers continues to improve, he's going to get through his reads quicker. Again, and I, I know I've said this on the show a bunch of times, watch the running back from the snap. And as soon as he cuts up field, he's wide open. If, if Rogers could get to that progression faster, or if they say, look, look over here first, you're going to get some big plays. And I thought State did a much better job last year. 2020, it seemed like every time Marks and Johnson called the ball, their back was to the defense, and yeah. the guys were closing in on them. I thought Rodgers did a much better job last year of finding them earlier in his progressions, finding them in positions where they were facing downhill, and they were able to turn some big plays in. Yeah, that's I really think the that key. I think that gets more. I think they have more of that this year. Yeah, that's the key. Those guys. I mean, that's that's not getting you anywhere if you throw a ball to to one of them. Nobody can break those tackles, man. No, when somebody's bearing down and coming full speed, and you're sitting there. And haven't moved yet. I mean, that's just that's not good for those guys. But I, like you said, I thought they did much better as this as this season kind of went on. I thought Will was much better at that. Do you think that the new titles, Spurrier and, and Mason Miller having coordinator titles? Now we all know that Mike Leach is the play caller, but does those two guys? You you got to figure Mason Miller wants to run the ball more, and and of course this is one of those things, right? That whenever a coach, whenever something happens, like I I remember. Remember when State against Auburn ran that that different style of offense under Moorhead his first year? And yeah. like all week long, all you heard was, oh, Charles Huff came up with that game plan. And you're just like, really? And you thought the entire time that Huff was the. the Yeah. And Huff's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. But Penn State. Right. He's a good coach. But don't get me wrong, but still. But my point is this like, I always heard last year, like the games where State ran the ball more. Oh, Spurrier had a little more input. Like, no. I don't believe that. Mike Leach I, is Mike Leach. He's what I believe is Will Rogers called those the line of scrimmage. I think I think Rogers getting more comfortable is a big part of it. But I think having elevating Spurrier and 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 Miller, even if it's just sort of in name, provides them with a platform to be a little more vocal about we should run the ball here. Could be, could be. I don't you know I don't know. I mean, Leach is coming up on twenty years. No, you're not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong. I don't know if he's gonna. Go along with that, but he might. I mean, I think you know. There's a GIF out there with the with the guys in his face telling him to go for two. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know what happened on that play, but maybe they listened to him. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. But Marks and Johnson, you know, they're kind of the key. The other guy to watch about is Hargrove. Looked really yeah. good in the spring. I think super athletic super guy, yeah, long fast. strides. I mean, he's like a horse. Don't out you think there. he's a guy a factor in the return game as well? You would think. I mean, he's he's got that kind of ability. He's a track guy. A quick burst. You could tell how he runs that he was a track guy. He's got that look to him. He's got that yes. formality. Yeah. Um, you know, he can he can get those long strides in. Runs kind of upright. I liked him what I saw of him in the spring, and we'll see if that translates into playing time. To your point last year, we joked and argued and all that stuff about the walk-ons. Mm-hmm. He should be ahead of those guys this year. Yes. He should be your number three guy. And Omni Wells is out, right? Isn't he in the portal? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay, so Jernigan's the only guy in J- front J.J. of him. J.J. Jernigan is still here. Yeah. 
Not J.J. Johnson, but J.J. Jernigan. J.J. Jernigan. But Hargrove now in year three, or year two... Should be ahead of those. He guys. should be talented enough right. and have enough time in practices and in, in the uh, film room. He should be ready to take overs at number three. It's just funny to me that Jaquavius Marks is going to be the all-time leading receiver in Mississippi State. Yeah. I, I got I to assume that no other school in the country has a running back as its all-time what was leading it? receiver. Ro- Ross broke the record for yards, right? He broke, he broke the catches record, too, didn't he? He's the all-time yeah, I, I was just thinking about the yards record. So what is the yards record? For the, for a career? Yeah, I'm going to say like 2,200. It's more than that because he, he was the starter for three years. Let's see here. Receiving yardage. You're not far off, actually. It's 25-28. Yeah, and so, Marks isn't getting that. Unless no, he Marks takes, isn't going to get that. Unless he gets the COVID year and Wally, five years. Wally is sitting on, let's see here, his first year at 718. He was over seven year, again, so he should be over six twenty eight. He's around fourteen hundred yards. Yeah, so he, he's got a shot. He has a shot. Does Austin Williams? Austin Williams is not in the top ten, but he's got to be pretty close. But he only has one more year, so I guess if, if Wally stays two more years, he has a shot. He might have a chance to get the the catches oh, record. Be until, honest with you, he could he could go for a thousand yards this year. Yeah, he could. Could Wally and and call it call it a career? Well, Polk took away some of those opportunities for him last year, and we talked about that was kind of a step down for him. But really, it, it wasn't. From a numbers perspective, that yeah. much, it's just I, I, you know, we expected a lot more out of him mm-hmm. in his second year, mm-hmm. and I think Polk kind of took away some of I his opportunities. That. I agree with that. So I think he could be a guy that pops right back in there this year as your number one. Marks needs fifty-seven catches to eclipse Fred Ross at one ninety-nine. So I mean, he's going to get that this year. Like, oh, he'll get that easily. He'll get I mean, that in the first seven games. He had eighty-three catches last year. So yeah, I would imagine. Seven or eight games, he'll have that. Around yeah, around mid October, he's going to be pushing that. Because so. there's games where he'll have like twelve catches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they just jump it off to him. So. Yeah. All right, let's move on into baseball. It's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it is what's for dinner. Put beef on the grill. Put it in the stove. Put it in the pot. I'll be cooking beef this weekend. I'm doing Italian this weekend. It's lasagna time, which means I got to buy beef. Got to have it. Provides the flavor. Sounds good. Probably going to be a ton of cheese on that. If I had to guess, you. You know, if we're, well, we'll keep it in the cow family. If I had to guess, so uh, whenever you're looking for something to grill, don't forget that nothing beats the sizzle of beef. You want to go to the grocery store. You want to go to your butcher shop. Talk to your butchers. Get the great. Get the great cuts. A friend of mine this weekend, my buddy Ryan McDuff, he treated his wife right on Mother's Day. He did her a whole picanha. That Ooh. thing was beautiful. I bet. I wanted to marry it. It's delicious looking. So, head to the grocery store, head to the butcher shop, grab some beef. Beef is what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. Talking about doing yourself right. Head to Two Brothers for lunch. Head to Two Brothers for dinner. Get something to eat from there because that place, every time. I need to start learning. I need to like get a thesaurus so I can get some new synonyms for the word great. That's that's what I need. I don't, I don't have the vocabulary. Two Brothers has exceeded my vocabulary to, to to be effusive about it. That's a big word there. So, When you're in Starkville, when you're looking for a great place to eat, I can't give a higher recommendation than I do to Two Brothers. Next time you're in Starkville, make sure it's on the list of things to do. Great products, great service. I know every business promises that, but who delivers? Who, who really shows up for you when they need you? It's Advantage Business Systems. When your products go down, 
you need somebody who can be there to fix it immediately. You can't wait seven to ten days. Your business can't wait that long. That's why you want to do business with somebody here in the state of Mississippi, not some international company that may or may not be able to get you a representative, even on the phone, never mind showing up to your actual business to help you. Advantage Business Systems is a Mississippi business. They do business here in our home state, and they want to take care of you. Give them a call and see what they can do for you. The number is 601-362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. I I told you State is going to be picked last in the West preseason, I Mm -hmm. believe, by the media. They are. They have the worst odds to win the SEC West this year. I saw that in uh, who, who tweeted that? Was it did it just come out? I saw the the, the actual overall SEC earlier. Uh, I can't remember, but state's a hundred to one odds. Auburn okay. was seventy five. I just don't get it. <laughs> Excuse me. By the way, I don't know who Chris Trapasso is. He works for you guys over there at Twenty Four Sports, Twenty Four Seven. I don't um, know who that is either. He has he's done a twenty twenty three mock draft. Will Levis, the number one overall pick. What am I missing? Oh, let me and I want to say this because I said this on the on the air the other day. I like Levis. I think he's a good college quarterback. He has elevated Kentucky. He's given them a passing threat they did he's not have. He's got some tools. He's got some tools. Strong arm. What are we talking about? That this guy's the number one overall pick. How many times do they do those? And they well, last year was Spencer Rattler. Yeah, Spencer Rattler. And That's then, a different um, thing, though. He has talent. He just has. Was it um, Sam Howell? Was like yeah, one yeah, of the top. Yeah. Wasn't I, he like Mister Relevant or something? Or no, that yeah. was a uh, Bailey Zappi, wasn't it? No, it was uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. That's yeah, right. Yeah. They all run together. They're all the same quarterback. Anyway, that class. Stunk. I just I can't. can't no, nah, that's. Um, that's just a fascination with quarterbacks and it is. trying to find who's the best quarterback and put him. I listen. I like Levis. I think Kentucky will be a good team this year. But come on. Um, Baseball. How about their uh, running back got arrested? Who? I didn't see this. Chris Rodriguez. What do you do? Um, uh, under the influence, I think, and like reckless driving. Not good. Not good. I I, I just can't get behind. Like I don't understand how. It, I, I didn't. I don't understand like twenty years ago why you would drink and drive, but nowadays when it is literally an app on your phone that you can get a ride. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. Well, at that age, you kind of feel invincible. Well, now you've learned I, I was. Name. We were both that age at one point. We were. We were. You know. I never. I never drove drunk. I, I would just get somebody from Papa John's to take me home. We'd just get drunk at Cheers and just walk across. Be like, hey, take me home. Take me home. And they always did. It was like Uber before there was Uber. I'd give them ten bucks. And you never got locked in the Cheers bathroom either. No, I never did. Shout out to that girl wherever she is. I wish I knew who she was. She's probably a district attorney right now. You probably. She's a doctor. <laughs> uh, somebody asked on uh, 24-7. They were like, you know, looking at next year. Let's we'll talk about the pitching staff. And you, you, you drew up what you expect to see. And i got to be honest with you. It's a little scary. It's a little scary. Well, man. So let's look at it. State's going to lose these guys. And I agree with every one of these guys, right? In terms of there's that of eligibility or they're just going to go. But Brandon Smith, Landon Sims, Drew Talley, Andrew Walling, Cam Taller, gone. All of them are gone. You and see, outside Landon Sims hmm? and Brandon Smith, what scares you about that? What now? Outside of Landon Sims, who didn't pitch most of this year. I, would, I wish Brandon. we could get Landon Sims back. That would be fantastic. Yeah, but you knew he was gone. Nothing scares me about that. That's not what scares me. Because I, I would have predicted that. Okay. Are and, you sure? and, and, and later somebody brought to my attention that, you know, that, that didn't know if Brandon 
would leave, and I agree with that. There, right. there is a chance. Yeah, that he could return. There's so, a chance, but I, I feel like he, he's probably ready to move on. Could be, or he could. You know, if he if he's not going to get drafted, or you know, his undrafted guy, he could probably make more money coming back here. I feel like he's going to get drafted. I feel like he's a good enough pitcher. Yeah, he could. Yeah. So, hey. Anyway, unsure. You you list Parker Stinnett, Preston Johnson, Casey Hunt. Preston Johnson would be a huge win to get back for another. Yeah, game. you know he's. Uh, I guess he's a sophomore eligibility. Is that right? I thought he was a junior. He might least. be junior eligibility. Yeah, he might he is be. listed as a – oh, hold on now. Is he sophomore? Yeah, he's listed as a junior. Okay. He's listed as a junior eligibility or junior So he had two years at experience. He's listed, he, he is – he should technically be a senior. Okay. But he, he is a junior because okay. he has the COVID year. He'll probably go. Because his first two years were at Hines, and then he came to Mississippi State last season. Yeah, he'll probably, probably go. go. Yeah. But, you know, and then Casey Hunt. I think He's a Hunt, sophomore eligibility. Yeah, he's got enough leverage. Yeah. I think that he... A full season from him... He needs that, to show a full season. It would benefit him to come right. back. That would be a good That's a big win piece. for State. And then Stinnett... I, I mean, I don't know that what he provides one way or the other, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then this is who returns, and this is what scares you. Because pick a starting rotation out of this group. Taylor Montiel, who hasn't played this year, redshirting. Cole Cheatham, Pico Khan, Brooks Auger, who won't be back. 100%. He right. won't be. I mean, he's back, but not really. Mikey Tepper, Jackson Fristo, Jack Walker, Stone Simmons, again, unlikely to be much of a contributor next year. And then Cade Smith. If you said pick a rotation, and let's say Casey Hunt comes back, I think your opening weekend rotation is Cade Smith, Pico Khan, Casey Hunt. That wouldn't be terrible. That's not terrible, but man, do you not have a whole lot behind them? Yeah, it's the same as this year, but you're you're going to get guys out of the portal. That's the key, and you're also going to get guys to school. So, I mean, it's not like this is the pitching staff that you're that you're dealt. And also, I mean. You're expecting Jack Walker's going to improve. That would be a big plus for State because he has got a high ceiling. Yeah. You need things to click with Jackson Fristo, which I would say they've gotten better. Fristo has developed a little bit of consistency this year. and He wasn't good on, on Sunday. He's shown you when he is good. He was great on, uh, was it Friday? Yeah. That when he's good, he's really, really good. Yeah. So it's it's not a talent issue with him. But this has been like the state M.O. over the past couple seasons, right? They have these super talented pitchers, and they can't get it to work. Sarantola, uh, Walling this year, and and Fristo, Brandon Woodruff in the past. Um, You know, I mean, it's just these guys that you know, and Woodruff has obviously, you know, shown what what he could do. I mean, who's the closer in that group? Is it Fristo? You just you don't hope. Know, man. I mean, I don't know. If if you can somehow get Cole Cheatham, I mean Cole uh, Colby Holcomb, Colby Holcomb to school. Yeah, I think he's a guy that could be in your rotation, mm-hmm. and then you can have KC in the back end of the bullpen. Um. So, I'm trying to think who else. You know, Bradley Lofton from DeSoto Central is having a great year. I think mm-hmm. he makes an impact next year as a, as a freshman. Mm-hmm. And we've seen freshmen all over the conference making an impact. I mean, almost every dude Florida put out on the mound was a freshman. Mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, Ole Miss has had a lot of good things coming from Hunter Elliott this year. You know, State's had a good year guys. for Pico. Let me, let me just ask you. I'll just I'll just throw their names out to you, and you say, "Is this a guy who can contribute next year?" So you you already mentioned uh, Bradley Lofton. Obviously, we're not expecting Gerangelo Sinjay to to make it to Kansas. No. What about uh, from Tupelo, McLean Ray? I mean, I think you know that's that might be a developmental guy. Okay. Logan Forsyth. Could he's had a good year? I I would say that's another guy that you want to bring along slowly. Will Gibbs from Jackson. I like Prep. him. Okay. Evans is it Sierra from Evan Farble Sierra. Academy? Yeah. Um, you know he's one of those that is projected to get up in the to the mid to upper nineties. Uh-huh. I've watched him a little bit this year. That's he's good news. He's worked through um, a little bit of a lingering shoulder issue, I think, but he's pitched through that. Mm-hmm. He's got some good stuff. I, I could see him, you know, if he over the summer if he hits his potential, mm-hmm. I could see him just popping at, at any point. Okay. Um, he's played both ways for Starkville Academy and has been really good. He's helped them Lofton compete for also, state championship. Lofton also left-handed. That has, yes. That fills a st- State is just lacking left-handers yeah. right now. Um, then you've got Brock Tapper and Austin Tomasini, who I'm just going to make an assume just based. I'm just going to assume based off of their recruiting rankings are developmental guys. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know if Tapper's. Though. I don't know if Tapper's going to pitch or not. Really? Okay. Listed listed as a on perfect game as a left-handed pitcher. Okay, maybe yes. For some reason, I was thinking maybe I'm then, thinking somebody else. They went and picked up a JUCO guy. Ernie Day? No, he just committed yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know much about him. I haven't really asked about him. I his saw numbers where he are pitched back to back no hitters, though. Yeah, his numbers are okay. I mean, he has like under a three under an average. He's, mm-hmm. he's struck out, you know, 40 plus more than he's walked. So, left hander. Yeah, again. So, that's another one that they're hoping that they can. If they're taking him at this point, they're needing him to be a filler next do, year. Do they you, need him to contribute. Do you feel a sure enough Friday night guy? And I and there are going to be guys like that in the portal. Is that the number one target for Mississippi State this offseason? Well, I think it's just best available. You find find guys that can. Yeah, pitch. I figure there's going to be some group of five guys. Yeah, I would go get and you know the OVC pitcher of the year, mm-hmm. the Conference USA pitcher of the year. Time to tamper. I mean, like go. Go get somebody. Who's the kid at Southern? Tanner, what's his name? Uh, I forget. Yeah, go go get him. Go get Nico Maza from Southern Miss. They should have got him initially anyway. Yeah. Um, Tanner Hall. Tanner Hall. Go get some of these guys. Go get these guys that are tearing it up. As don't go get a Power Five guy like that was like Andrew Walling. Yeah. That just contributed a little bit, just yeah. because they went, they're, just because they were at a certain program. Go get guys that are contributing every single week. Go get an R.J. Yeager. Yeah. Go get a Scotty DeBrule. I agree. I mean, the, I feel like catcher mm-hmm. is a big pitcher. Catcher, pitcher, middle, outfielder. Yeah. Another middle infielder. Middle infielder. Those um, are the top. Those are the four things, and then yeah. everything else is just sort of who can you get. They've got to rehaul this roster, man. They've got to get. But as influx, we said, influx of new players in here that are going to make a difference. But as we said on yesterday's show, I feel like you can trust Lamonis to do that. Yeah. So, we shall see. All right. No show tomorrow, so no rumblings. Uh, I will be out, and then we'll be back on Thursday. So, looking forward to being back with you then. 
Guys, have a great uh, Tuesday. Back with you on Thursday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk. Mississippi Media Production.